Algar Productions. People aren't real. They're not even real. We, you, me, everyone around us, we're all characters in some kind of soap opera, which evolved from a previous iteration of a sketch comedy podcast, which itself evolved from one of those shows where two nerds talk about, like, old cartoons or whatever. Not exactly a viral sensation. Right, so TLDR, none of us is real. This is all made up. In, in fact, do you know why I'm on a train right now? Because this is a season premiere. It's a callback. Do you know why the very first episode opened on a train? Because that's how Peyton Place's first episode opened. Dark Shadows, too. The guy who wrote that, the guy who writes all of this, saw it on a TV show and thought it would be funny to make it happen in our actual lives. You believe that? Tron. Tron, where are you right now? I just told you, I'm on a train. We've been over this. I need you to come back to me now. I need you to focus on the sound of my voice and try to be aware of your actual surroundings. All right, just let me do the credits real quick. This will only take a second. Sarcastic Voice presents the continuing story of Contentment Corner, starring Mark Bosco as Tron Sejeregehente. My name is, well, I just told you my name. It's Tron. I'm 17 years old and I live in Contentment Corner, North Dakota. The current year is 2017, which is 25 years after the previous season of Contentment Corner ended. My adopted father's- Uh, Tron, what are you doing? Uh, two things, really. Primarily, I'm giving the audience some insight into my character, i.e. that I'm crazy AF. Secondarily, I'm providing valuable exposition. I think the writer thinks this is economical writing, but then you and I are just going to have a pointless conversation for another page. Boy, this isn't ever going to get old. Okay, Tron, you know what I'm going to ask you? It's the same question I ask every time. Are Are you you taking taking your meds? meds? Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, yeah, sometimes, when I feel like I need to, I guess. That's not how this works. You suffer from chronic cognitive dysfunction bordering on full-blown schizophrenia. The only way I can, in good conscience, allow you to function outside of an institution is if you take your prescribed medication exactly as prescribed. (sighs) Me? Okay, Dr. Minifin, I'll take my meds. Also me, but when I take the meds, I lose sight of the truth about our reality. I lose visibility of the curtains that lead backstage. I stop being able to see the ghosts. I'm no longer woke. I'll admit, I don't understand a good 65 to 70% of the rather forced millennial slang you insist on using. That's how people know I'm a hashtag teen. But I'm positive that's not the correct usage of the word woke. And I think it's an extremely poor taste for you to co-opt an expression of social relevance to reflect your own delusions. Delusions? Jeez, Dr. Menefin, I I take your point, but you don't have to be such an eggplant emoji about it, am I right? (sighs) All right, Tron, let me put it to you in a way that might actually sink in. Oh, this should be good. Right now, you have no chill. You and Haliparadol are my OTP, and if you don't start taking it as directed, I'm going to be salty. TFW, your shrink tries to talk like a hashtag teen. Have I made myself clear or haven't I? Very clear, Dr. Menefin. Good. Now I have other patients waiting to see me, so we need to wrap this up. Right. I got a crossfade to tomorrow in my high school cafeteria anyway. (sighs) SMDH. 
Who are they? Why did they create us? And Hi, Tron. If the story began on a submarine, why was there a space station? And, and what were we before we were... Oh, Tanda. Can I sit here? TBH, I'm feeling a bit low-key certifiable right now, so YMMV. Since literally nobody I know talks like that, I'm going to just assume that means yes, and I'm going to sit. What kind of name is Algar? For that matter, what kind of name is Sahedigante? So... Aren't you going to ask me about my outfit? I mean, S8DG... Sorry, what was that, Tanda? My outfit. Or should I say, the lack thereof. I studied every nook and cranny of the school dress code to determine the sexiest outfit that was technically allowable. Wait, why? Oh, didn't you hear? I'm a bad girl now. Is that like a thing? Like when dudes in old-timey movies say they're the big man on campus? See this? Technically, it's legal, but you can totally see my... Nope! So much nope. (laughs) Sorry about that, Tanda. Epic self-control fail. Hashtag hot mess. You're funny. I like you. I'm not funny, Tanda. I'm an outcast, an oddball, the outsider who... What are you doing? Remember in Mr. Hinckley's creative writing class when he said we should show and not tell? Well... Rather than telling you that I'm a bad girl... Still not sure that's a thing. I'm going to show you. That's my pineapple ring. I need that to meet my RDA of vitamin C. And now, I'm tying in a knot with my mouth. Like a bad girl. Ah, okay. Okay, I, I can handle this. I'll just narrate to keep myself grounded. Tanda St. Corby was the daughter of Vatican St. Corby, who made her first appearance in episode one of Contentment Corner. Yeah! Oh, no, 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 you're not here. Oh, I'm here. And this girl is a joke. La 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 la, you're not here. What's the matter, Tronny? Too hot for you? No, uh, no, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Ravina, who, who definitely isn't here. Tying a pineapple ring into a knot is bad girl 101. Wait, you know what she's talking about? Of course I do. I was this town's original bad girl. Really? I thought you mostly lived alone in a weird old lighthouse and occasionally tried unsuccessfully to seduce various people into doing your weird bidding. Let me show you how this is done. Please don't. Almost got it. Oh, God. See that plastic fork? I can put that in my mouth and tie it into anything from a sheep shank to a dot line hitch. Once I can pick up this fork. What is the problem? The problem is that you're dead. You died sometime in the undefined 25-year gap between seasons. What? Morning, students. Oh, God, no, it's the principal. Principal? That's Pernicia Cortland. My God, she really never did leave this high school, did she? I'll dispense the exposition here, thank you. Oh, Tanda, are you doing the bad girl thing? Mm Mm-hmm. What fun! I was something of a bad girl myself in my day. Let's see what you have on your tray there, Tron, and I can... Oh, oh God. Her? A bad girl? She must be in her 40s. (laughs) There's nothing sadder than a mom trying to be sexy. (laughs) Wow, so you have zero self-awareness, huh? Ooh, bees. But I need those for vitamin A. I guess she can't hear me. Tell her what I just said about sexy moms. Now I'll just take three of these peas and... Oh, Sheriff Magma. The sheriff? I'm out of here. 
Oh, uh, sorry to bother you, Principal Cortland. Cortland Tartar, actually. Oh, yeah, sorry. Can I talk to you alone for a moment? Of course, Sheriff. Excuse me, children. This is all extremely problematic. I lost my pineapple ring. I'm such a bad, bad girl. My pineapple ring, in point of fact. Pineapple, pineapple. Are you just trying to do a tomato-tomato thing there? Yeah, that didn't work at all, did it? Back to the old drawing board. Facepalm City, Tanda. Damn it! Attention, students. This is Principal Cortland Tartar. Sometime this morning, our friend, the beautiful and talented Lexington Park, was found murdered just outside city limits. The sheriff is asking that anyone with information regarding Lexi's whereabouts last night or this morning, please... I think I might have killed that girl AMA. Jesus, Tron, this is my... You're at my... Wait, do you mean the girl they found this morning? Lexington? What do you mean you think you killed her? Well, I don't know if I can completely account for my whereabouts at the time in question. Tron, this is serious, and if you think you've been involved in any kind of crime, I'm ethically and procedurally compelled to report this to the authorities. Second, this is my home. It's highly inappropriate for you to be here. I understand. Have you been taking your meds? I don't see how that's in any way relevant to this conversation. Take your meds! Whoa! Trigger warning? I don't have time for this, Tron. Do you have any actual reason to believe? Dr. Minifin was growing frustrated with my attempts to connect with someone, anyone, over my mounting frustration. What, if anything, in this world was real? Who, or indeed whom, could I trust? I was pretty sure that I had nothing to do with Lexington Park's death, but that was the thing the entire school was sexting about at that moment, and I just wanted to be included. Tron, I need you to listen to me. Please, you're probably a little shaken up by the news that a classmate of yours has apparently been murdered. This is perfectly normal. I suggest that you go home, get comfortable, maybe try discussing your thoughts and feelings with one or more of your parents, and I can't emphasize the point enough, Tron. Take your medication. Take the medication that I prescribed to you and be careful to observe the correct dosage and frequency as printed on the bottle. If you need further assistance, my office hours are whatever I bloody well want them to be. And furthermore, nobody there or anywhere cares about your sad little life or your sad little problems therein. Am I clear? Uh, I, uh, I, I mean... Uh, I said, am I clear, Tron? <coughs> Very clear, Dr. Menefin. Uh, sorry if it bothered you. Have a good night. Yes. Be sure to keep it 100, you balmy git. <laughs> oh, okay, Dad, but, like, after you and Dad rode out of town on your motorcycle, what happened then? What do you mean, son? I mean, it's a great story. Classic YOLO. Young love, the open road. Yeah. Good times. But, like, what happened? I, and I don't mean the NSFW parts. I am your kid, remember? I, I don't know. We... We rode out of town on graduation day. My father, your grandfather, was involved in some shady dealings and fell to his untimely demise not long after that. 
And that must have hit you pretty hard in the feels, right? So you came right back to town? No, I... You know, I, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Why the sudden interest in the collective past of your old man, Spore? How long ago can you remember, Dad? Well, let's see. You came home from school early just now because of what happened to that poor girl. And then we started having this conversation. Thanks, Dad. That's all I needed to hear. You sure? You don't want to, you know, rap about anything? No, I'm good, thanks. I'm, I'm going to go take a walk, I think. Okay, sure. Just be back for dinner. You remember to take that medication you're on, right? Sorry, Dad. Can't hear you over the sound effect of the front door closing. Well, I'm sure that's fine. There there has to be debris, right? Wreckage, some physical proof that this is all actually... Ah, my grandson. We meet at last. Grandpa Gart? In the shimmering flesh. That's weird. I, I was sure you were going to answer with the same. I'm known for my unpredictability. I mean, at this point, what you're known for is abusing the tiny amount of power you had as acting mayor a quarter of a century ago, raiding a secret government facility, and then climbing up on the radiator tower to... What were you doing up there? And was it the same thing Giselle Giroux was doing in the season one finale? I can tell you all about that, young Tron. In fact, I can share all of my sinister secrets with you. I could be the Darth Vader to your Kylo Ren. How could you possibly know that reference? I have nothing but time on my hands now. I've seen all the latest hits, though I must admit Rogue One was a bit of a disappointment. Not much in the way of actual characters in that film. Are you trolling me, RN? Well, there are two possible choices. One, the afterlife allows one to, as you young people are fond of saying, Netflix and chill. Not what that means! Or alternately, I'm a reflection of your own tortured psyche, and therefore I potentially possess all the knowledge that you possess. Okay. But you died before I was born. I barely know what you look like, much less what you sound like. And yet, here I am. This is most decidedly not on fleet. All right, seriously, who talks like that? I mean, honestly. Well, at least he's... Ugh, FML. Oi! Listen up, you little yanker. This isn't happening. See, because you're an American, or yank, and also you're a wanker. Is a bit of a pun or play on words, which is itself a reference to... Yes, Terry Pratchett, I know. Who even are you? I'm Errol. And that's supposed to mean something to me because... Well, you've seen people that have died, right? Apparently. Well, I died whilst visitating Nick Hall. My killer was, and you may not believe this on account of how ridiculous it is, but... Wait, Nick Hall? You're from the Nick and Willikins adventure game? That, that hasn't even been released yet. Oh. So, uh, I shouldn't even be here then. Right, well, off I'll go. Okay, obviously there's gonna be one more because these things always happen in threes. I know a comedy works. So who's it gonna be next? Obviously not Case Cutchington or Mustache Charlie because I do those voices and I believe that may be beyond your editing capabilities. some very, very impressive editing.
that was <laughs> that was uh, basic. Is that right? Oh God! On, on top of everything else, I'm running out of dank memes. Three weasels. Okay. Uh, wait. No. No. They were ferrets. Are those the same thing? Definitely not the same thing. Right. Uh, I suppose I better determine the difference before I continue with this metaphor. It could affect the entire symbolic outcome of... Sheriff! Sheriff Magma! I've come to confess to a crime! Dr. Menefin? What are you doing here? She's obviously in cahoots, which is the worst thing to be in, let me tell you. No, 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 no. Tron, what are you doing here? If you're trying to find the truth, kid, you're going about it all wrong. Who the hell are you now? Mary Madison, former editor of the Contentment Corner Gazette. And you're dead, too. I was exposing semi-aquatic local politicians in 1935. Do you really think I'd still be kicking around in 2017? Tron, who are you talking to? Tell her. Don't just talk to me. Talk to her. Tron, you haven't taken your... Shut up! Just shut up, all of you! I don't understand why any of this is happening and I can't think straight with all these voices! Now, son, the only one speaking just now was a... Dr. Minifin. Right, Dr. Minifin. Otherwise, apart from your, uh... <clears throat> apart from what you're doing right now, it's been dead quiet in They're here. all around me! Can't, can't you see them? I think we all just need to... Please, please don't tell me to calm down. No, I was going to say, I think we need to all hear this story. I was telling a... <clears throat> I was telling Dr. Minifin here. It seems there were these three weasels or ferrets. I guess it doesn't really matter now that I think about it. Anyway, these marsupials... Are they marsupials? Eh, no, again, it doesn't matter. So, the first one... I killed Lexington Park! Tron, we've been over this. You have no actual reason to believe... Oh, that's me. You got this under control? Doctor? Uh, go ahead, Sheriff. Now, Tron, please, I need you to relax. The best thing would obviously be for you to take your meds. But failing that, there are some simple self-care steps you can take, okay? Do you remember when we talked about those, Tron? Regulating your breathing, fixating on a happy memory. <laughs> CIO, I'm a fictional character in a vast interconnected world of comedy sketches, radio plays, and cereals. You know that isn't true. I don't know what I know. And that's why I think I killed Lexington Park. Son, you didn't kill that girl. I know this for a fact, and let me tell you why. Sheriff Magma proceeded to tell me about how Lexington was the second victim of what they thought might be a serial killer. And the phone call he took just now had informed him of a third victim whose time of death had been pretty definitively placed at the exact time the sheriff had visited my high school earlier that day. Conklin, there's someone at your door. Conklin? All right, all right. I have ears. Christ, President Wilson. You'd think the architect of the League of Nations would be a little more, oh, I don't know, diplomatic? I was plenty diplomatic when you helped settle the earthly affairs of 18 other U.S. presidents, sending their souls off to the next plane. But I've been with you for over 40 years, and you haven't so much as lifted a finger to- I told you I'll get to it. This would all be a lot easier if more presidential ghosts didn't keep appearing while I was trying to help the rest of you. And Ford. He just looks so pathetic. I had to move him to the front of the line. Poor dope. That was 11 years ago. All right, all right. 
We'll get to you next, okay? Woodrow? I promise. Yeah? What is it? What? What are you doing with that knife? No! No! Don't! Well, this complicates things. Since the sheriff actually laid eyes on me at the time of the murder, and since they were pretty certain Lexi and Mr. Conklin were killed by the same serial killer, it was physically impossible for me to have killed her. Which, yeah, I guess made sense, but it also felt too neat. Like, that's what had to happen to keep the plot moving, but there were still so many questions. Why did I think I'd killed Lexi in the first place? Nothing I saw or heard today even hinted at that. It was a weird thing for me to have thought, like someone didn't completely work out the plot of this whole thing in the outline phase. And that sketch show we spun off from, if that ended in 2015 with a space station crashing in Wisconsin, then there must have been some debris, right? Some kind of evidence that it happened? Wisconsin's not so far away. Uh, once I get out of here, maybe I can go looking for that. Except, can I? Will I continue to be in the story if I leave this town, or, or will the creator's disgust for that James Hurley plotline in season two of Twin Peaks prevent him from following me at all? Would I cease to exist altogether if I tried to leave Contentment Corner? What is he talking about right now? I'm afraid he's still fixated on this delusion that he's a fictional character. I didn't see any other choice but to bring him into this institution for his own safety. My poor sick boy. Is there anything you can do for him, Doctor? I mean, he'd be completely sane and free to go if he'd just take his fucking medication! This is literally all he has to do. That felt like a punchline, which means we're probably at the end of the episode. So, time to read the credits, I guess. Episode 26 of Contentment Corner featured Mark Bosco as Tron Sahedigahente, Kara O'Connor as Dr. Kale Menethin, and Zizix Jones, deceased. Brian Lynch as Errol, deceased. And Sheriff Bax Magma. Nicole Santora as Tanda St. Corby, Sabrina Snyder as Principal Pernicia Cortland Tatar, Amanda Smith as Ravina Donovan Takahashi Sorrentino Von Schmidt, deceased, and Mary Madison, deceased, Jason Wallace as Bryce Champson and Joe Conklin, and Ron Algar Watt as Gart Champson, deceased, and President Woodrow Wilson, deceased. It was written by Ron Algar Watt and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2017. This is where the hilarious outtake might go. The sheriff, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh my god. I can't look at you. <laughs> <laughs>